This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everybody. Hello. It's another episode of the Straight from the Net podcast. I'm Danielle. And you can call me Mimi. Because <laughs> guess what? Because that goddamn bitch-ass baby is here! Or finally happened. First of all, he's the cutest little thing that you've ever seen. He's got the most perfect face. <laughs> perfect face. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you how this little bastard got here. Yeah, I've been waiting for this story, so I'm so glad that we could talk about it now. Okay, so Katie calls me on Monday. First of all, we didn't. I didn't have to work last Monday on the 9th. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to work. Was it the 8th? It's the 8th. I didn't have to work Monday the 8th because there was no AC in the motor vehicle building. Oh. So because it was hot and there was a heat advisory and there was no AC, they told us Sunday night <coughs> that we didn't have to go in. That oh, it was wow. a safety hazard and we weren't going in. So I was like, well, yeah, four-day weekend. Ah. <laughs> or three-day weekend, whatever it is. Right. So Katie calls me on Monday and she's like, Mom. First of all, let me backtrack. So Sunday, I was doing laundry. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeding Mr. Reedy next door and all up until last night when Miss Jean finally came home. I was feeding Mr. Reedy next door for 13 days I fed him. Oh, wow. So last Sunday, I was trying to get my life together because Papa was on his way home because he had been going away for the weekend to right. Carlisle. And I wanted to, like, find our bedroom floor. So mm-hmm. I picked up some clothes, put them in a basket, put my phone on top of the basket, and I put my basket downstairs. And I said, I have to go feed Mr. Rudy. So I made Mr. Rudy a couple eggs. I took them next door to him, um, made sure he was okay, settled eating. Then I came back home. Mm-hmm. I said to myself when I put my phone on the damn clothes basket, Jamie, don't leave this clothes, this phone on the clothes basket. And what did I do? I picked up that blanket. I oh, got that blanket. That basket. I dumped the whole entire thing into the washer, and I heard thunk. Uh. And... I shattered my screen on the agitator thing in my freaking washer. Mm-hmm. So I pull it out, and it's cracked, and I'm like, motherfucker. <coughs> but it was still working. It was still working, and I was like, all right, well, this isn't bad. This is fine. You know, I'll just have to go a while with a cracked phone. So the next day, Katie calls me, and she's like, Mom, guess what? And I'm like, what? And she's like, they're going to induce me tomorrow. And I was like, oh, well, that's fantastic. She was like, I'm sick. The baby's not gaining as much weight as they'd like, so they want to get him out of me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool, no problem. She's like, it's at 7.30. And I was like, all right, Katie, a.m. or p.m.? Katie says, oh, shit, Mom, I was so excited I didn't even ask. Oh, my gosh. She was like, I'm going to call you back. She was like, I'm going to figure it out. They're at lunch right now. I'm going to figure it out, and then I'm going to call you back. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, she's like, I'm not contracting, nothing. I feel great today, right. she said. She hangs up the phone. I go upstairs, and I, I'm putting some clothes away upstairs, and I look at Paco, who's in the bed, because he start, was supposed to start his weird new shift mm-hmm. overnight. And I, I wiggle his foot, and I'm like, baby, guess what? And he was like, what? I was like, do you have off tomorrow? He's like, yeah. I was like, that's great, because we're going to have a baby tomorrow. They're inducing Katie. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, that's fantastic. Rolls over and goes back to sleep, because it's Paco. And he really yeah. didn't care that I was talking to him. He just agreed so he could go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so I go back downstairs, I throw a load of clothes in the washer. I turn on the washer. My phone rings again. I pick up the phone. Katie is screaming. 15 minutes later, 
She oh my is God, really? screaming, Mom, my water broke. I'm leaking. I can't stop leaking. Um, I'm in so much pain. My contractions are two minutes apart. This is 15 minutes later. 15 minutes really? later. I said, oh, you weren't even in labor 10 minutes ago. Oh, my God. Like, all of a sudden. So I go upstairs, and I've got her on speakerphone, and I'm going upstairs to wake Paco up. He hears her, and he is up. Right. He's like, I'm up. He's dressed. He's like, I'll meet you downstairs. Right. So we go, we head, her water broke at 1.30. We head to the hospital. As I'm going to the hospital, my phone completely dies. Oh, no. The screen goes green and then black, and then it does not come on anymore. People are calling. I can't answer. Right. I am losing my mind. I call Katie, and I'm like, baby, because she's still on her way to the hospital. I'm like, baby, um, you're going to have to call Paco because my phone is <coughs> broken. So she's like, all right, that's fine. So... I get to the hospital, I go in, and this bitch behind the counter. First of all, if you're checking people in, in labor and delivery, in the happiest days of their lives, maybe put a smile on your face. I know, like, you know, act like you want to be there. But there were two old ladies behind that desk that could just, you could tell they just, they were just ready for the clock to run down. They didn't want to be there. Mm. So I get there, and I come up, and I'm like, my daughter is, you know, Katie, and she just came in, and I can hear her. I can hear her screaming. Oh, God. In the hallway. And I'm like, that's my baby. I need to get back there. And the lady was like, well, look, lady. And that's what she said to me. Well, look, lady. Ugh. She's still in triage, so you can't go back there because her husband's back there. I was like, that's great. And they, I was like, that's fine. And they were like, you can't go until they move her mm-hmm. into labor and delivery. And I'm like, all right. So I'm pacing. I'm pacing, right? Meanwhile, Lee calls Katie. Lee calls Paco. And he's like, hey. And he's like, hey. And he goes, yeah, this is Lee. Um, We're about to have a baby. And Paco's like, yeah, man, I'm, I know, but I'm driving, let, you know, let me know how it goes. And mm-hmm. hangs up because Paco's already dropped me off at the hospital. Right. Lee calls back, like, two seconds later. Is like, are you close? They're moving her to labor and delivery. Like, we're getting ready to have a baby. Paco's like, Wait, I, Paco dropped you off? Yeah. Oh, he didn't stay? No, he, he wasn't allowed. Oh, okay. So, Paco's like, I dropped Jamie off 20 minutes ago. So Lee's like, your mom is here. Like, and Katie's like, well, I see them move her from one room to labor and delivery. And my Katie's like, well, where the fuck's my mom? And I'm like, I'm here, baby. But she couldn't hear me through the door. So Lee says to Katie, your mom's here. She's been here for 20 minutes. She's like, we've been in this room for 10. Tell them to go get my mom. So the nurse comes out. And she's like, Jamie? And I'm like, yeah. She was like, they rushed me back. Rushed me back. They're like, she's getting ready to push. Are you oh my god. fucking kidding me at this well, point? Okay, first of all, she was four centimeters for like two freaking weeks. So, I mean, I'm surprised maybe didn't walk out of her at that point. She was probably right. ready to go. So, I get into the room, right? And they've got her legs up and we are pushing. Oh she's my god, like, really? She's like, Mom, Mom, I hurt so bad. I hurt so bad. I'm like, did they give her an epidural? I'm already at 10. What? So, I have her. We're pushing. She does three pushes and I'm like, something's not right. The doctor comes in checks her because a midwife checked her in triage she's only six centimeters oh they had my baby pushing when she wasn't even ready and they almost ripped her cervix out oh my god so she's like stop pushing just stop pushing and katie's like what and she's like stop pushing your six centimeters i was like so you can give her the epidural and they're like yeah and katie's like give it to me give it to me Stat! Right! <laughs> so, like, she Aww. is in so much pain. So they finally, they get her up, they get her the epidural, so they put her down, they check her again, she's eight. 
Mm. From the time I got there to the time they put the epidural in, maybe 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. I look at this doctor, and they were like, she's eight centimeters. We're going to put this peanut ball thing in between her knees. It helps separate her hips, helps the baby come down. I was like, that baby's down. I was like, she's going to go from eight to 10 in a super fast amount of time. Mm -hmm. And you guys are going to be like, whatever. And the nurse is like, no, labor doesn't work like that. Um, when I got here, you had her pushing. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> I don't think I want to listen to anything you so have to say. So, I don't really want to listen to you, but I'm telling you right now that every baby, Carrie had four babies. She went from eight to ten in a matter of six minutes. Mm-hmm. I swear to God. I went from eight to ten in a matter of eight minutes. Mm-hmm. I said, my daughter's going to go from eight to ten like that. Mm-hmm. She's going to race through this. So, they put the ball in between her legs and they walk out the door and... Five minutes later, Katie goes, God, I got a really bad pain in my hip. So she calls the doctor in, and she's like, um, I have a really bad pain in my hip. I said, that's not your hip, baby. You're ready to push. And the doctor's like, I don't think so. We just put this ball in here. And I'm like, I'm telling you right now. So the doctor's like, well, mama knows best. And she's, so I think she was doing it to shut me up. Yeah. She went up there. She was like, oh, shit. She was like, you are not only, like, at a full 10. Like, you are... Like, negative six to face. Like, it's time to push. Yeah. So we start pushing. Six pushes later, this little baby comes out. I take one look at this sticky, gross, ugly, wrinkly, wet mess. <laughs> and I was like, a whole new world. <laughs> like, the oh, amount. I'm crying. I'm so excited. The amount of fucking love <laughs> that poured. They say that it's a different kind of love. Oh. And I was, I was like, it can't be a different. Because, you know, me and Katie are roll dogs. Like, she's been yeah. my day one from day one. Yeah. No. No. Grandmama love. Mama love. <laughs> mama love. You oh. can't even. Oh, my God. I was balling. Are you mama? I thought you were going to be like an I enemy. Mean, but okay. I was balling. Yeah. Like, I was like, he's so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hearing the, the story. I'm like crying. The nurses so are like, oh my God, he was cute even when he came out. <laughs> oh. So I'm like, okay, how much does he weigh? And they're like, six pounds, nine ounces. He's so tiny. Um, He latched on like a pro at first, but then Katie wasn't producing enough milk, so now he's yeah. on formula. Um, which is upsetting to her, but at the same time, at least he's putting back on weight. Yeah. Um, he had lost a good hunk of weight. He was like down to like five, seven. From six nine, mm-hmm. since he started formula a few week a few days ago, he's back up to birth weight. Okay, which makes me happy. Um, Paco met him on Sunday. Um, well, how's his parents been? I haven't heard you mention them or anything, or saw any pictures of them. So, how's Lee's parents? Um, Lee's parents are fine. Um, I went over with Sally on Friday, and. Lee's mom came down and chit-chatted with us, and I think things are going to get better between me and Lee's mom. Like, I'm, I'm kind of over the anger now that the baby's here. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, at least I got to do that part. Yeah. Um, And she wasn't there for that, was she? Mm-mm. Wow. She dropped Katie off and went home. Oh, did she? Yeah. So, um... She was very nice. She was very pleasant. She offered drinks. She was very cordial. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that she's there because Kitty is a new mom and, you know, sometimes things happen mm-hmm. and at least mom's, least mom's upstairs and she can say, okay, well, I've been through this too. Yeah. So I do like the fact that, that she is there. Um, but yeah, I, there's not been a bunch of pictures or anything. Kevin met him 
they had the baby on Monday. On Thursday, they had their first doctor's appointment where my best friend, Jen, yeah. is the head nurse at the pediatrician's office. Oh, good. So she got to meet him. And as soon good. as she got there, she came running out and grabbed the baby. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fine. And she's be- she wants to be called my mom, Jen. <sighs> she's Katie's godmother. Whatever. The bitch is crazy. I love her, but she's always been, oh. she's always been a little unstable. But I told you. <laughs> so here. I, I'm making you the godmother of my child, you unstable bitch. Right. Like, I love it. And I told, I told Peter the baby. It's so apropos for you. I, I told Peter the baby. I was like, look, Aunt Jen, you don't have to see her that often. But I want you to know that every time you see her, she's going to give you a needle. Because she's the nurse that gives the oh. needle. Yeah. So, but that's fine. And then, so Kevin met him on Thursday. Um, apparently he cried. Oh, You know, that's, you know, fitting because he's a bitch. Um, oh my God. <laughs> and then Ron met him last night and also cried. Big bad bitchy Marine. He cried. I mean, I'm allowed to cry. Of course. Because I'm a girl. But these big badass men fucking crying. So Sunday, Paco goes over. When we brought Devin over, Devin really wanted to meet the baby. He was Aww. so excited about being Uncle Devin. Oh. So we go over. Devin didn't hold the baby. He just looked at him. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he was too tiny. And Devin's like, I'm not holding him. Oh. So Paco's holding the baby. And I'm sitting there, and I'm talking to Katie, and I'm like, a lot of time has passed. And I look over, and Paco's still got the baby, and that baby is dead asleep in that big-ass, comfy man. And I was like, can I have him back? And Paco's like, no, he's good. <laughs> No, I don't think you understand. Uh, that I was, wasn't really an asking. Um, I was like, what? He was like, no, nah, babe. I'm telling. <laughs> babe, look, he's good. He's chill. He's fine. He's he's chilling. What's up, Petey Pablo? He was like, we good? He was like, look, he's good. And I was like, Paco, if you don't give me my grandbaby back right now, it's going to get messy. <laughs> it is. I'm going to throw a bitch fit in here. It is going to get messy. <laughs> give me my grandbaby. So I finally gave him back, and then Peter woke up, and he was very alert, and he was, like, making little noises at me, mm-hmm. and I was all in love again. So now I call every night, and I make Katie FaceTime the baby, mm-hmm. just so I can say hello, so he knows who I am, and he knows my face. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen him, and I don't know when I'm going to see him again, because Katie's like, we're going to cut down on the visitors, you know, give it a week or two, you know, just so we can settle in and all that, and I'm like... <sighs> Oh. So now I can only see him through FaceTime. It's just for a week or two. It's bullshit. Like, yeah, nobody else has to visit but me. That's fine. Like, I Well, yeah, I guess I can say, like, you know, you're grandmom, so you should be able to come whenever you want. I should be able to be there whenever the fuck I want to be there. Yeah. Three in the morning, if I come knocking on your back door talking about, bitch, give me my grandbaby, you need to get up here, me your grandbaby, my grandbaby, and go back to sleep. He's bottle fed (laughs) now. He's bottle fed. I have a car seat. I have a bassinet. Mm-hmm. I have crib sheets. Um, I am trying to find a pack and play. My Amazon cart. Mm-hmm. Let's not even talk about my Amazon. Okay. Because it's fucking ridiculous. Right. This baby doesn't need anything, but I want to give him everything. Oh yeah, of course. So my Amazon cart is filled with shit, but I'm never gonna buy him. 
But I do want to pack and play for my house. I was looking at this big area rug with, like, the ABCs on mm-hmm. it and, like, little animals. Yeah. Like, so I can lay him down on that and teach him his ABCs. Right. I need a bookshelf. I need books. I need a, <laughs> I need to contact uh, Dolly Parton's Imagination <laughs> Library immediately for Peter. Like, I, that's where I'm at with him. Yeah. Like, I'm ready to take over the world with him as my little world doll. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. I'm like, Paco, you know, we need this and this and this. And he's like, for what? And I was like, for when the baby comes out, I got little caps to put on the corners of my table so he doesn't bust his head. He can't even move his head. Mm -hmm. But I'm ready to protect it. Of course. So I'm like, you know, when he starts crawling, he's like, babe, he's like a week old today. (laughs) He's a week old. Yeah. Like. He's not going to be crawling around our living room anytime soon. You don't need to cap the table corners at all yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's got to be such a good feeling. I know I told Christopher, I was like, so do you plan on meeting anybody while you're out there? <laughs> and he was like, no, not really. I don't think I want to until like I'm done and that stuff. And I was just like, oh. he was like, why? I was like, well, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of want a grandchild. And he was like, really? And I was like, all my friends got one. I want one, too. <laughs> he was like, oh, my God. Yeah, but, the, I mean, you all your friends, Beth has, like, small ones of a small child. What, what, Pickle's what, three? Four? Yeah. Four? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be five soon here? Mm-hmm. No. Is he going to be four? He's going to be four. Okay, so Pickle's going to be four. So she doesn't have grandbabies, but it could be coming soon. Well, Carrie's got one, and you got one. Carrie has two. I know, but that's what I'm saying. You've got grandkids. And yeah. she's got grandkids. And Sherry Beans has kids. Grandkids. She, yeah, she And my is. friend Stephanie Matarese has kids. And she, they all have grandkids, and you want grandkids? Yeah, they're always, like, posting all these fun things with their grandbabies. And then um, this other girl, Teresa, that we went to school with, she just had, like, her third grandchild. Like, Teresa Kendall? Yeah. Huh. Had her third one. Yeah. Yeah. Kim Hartwell, she just had a grandbaby. Stacey Brooks. Stacey Brooks? I don't even know Stacey Brooks. She was a girl. I don't know. But, I mean, all these people are all having their grandbabies just rubbing them in my face. Just being rude about First it. First of all, I won't rub Peter in your face. Because you won't rub Peter in my face. I won't rub Peter in your face. <laughs> <laughs> my husband's going to listen to this and be like, I'll rub Peter in your face. You know? <laughs> so... I feel like we will definitely share the baby because mm-hmm. you will be invited to birthday parties and things like that. Yeah. Because you're Aunt Nellie. I know. It's just waiting for him to be big enough to bring him out in the public. Like I know. Soon. Well, it's stinks. It's because I, ha- I had the vid. So that's kind of why we, we were sick in the house. It went all through the house. I still have no voice. I mean, I'm still like working to get my voice back. I'm telling still the you call. that once Katie allows <laughs> me to have this baby overnight, I'm going to make a world tour with him and visit everybody because I have a car seat. Well, I think it would be it would be really great to be able to see him. I'm like, I was really bummed out that I couldn't go. Right. Like, because I knew. I knew Sally was going to go over there before me. God, Joey stuck up her asshole. <laughs> God, I knew she was going to go over there before me. God damn it, And I was it, like, Sally. God damn it, fucking COVID. I'm like, I would have went. I would have went before her. But no, of course not. God forbid, man. But anyway. <laughs> didn't want to hold him. I had to, like, lay him in Sally's arms because he's yeah. so tiny. Sally was freaking out. Not uh, Paco. Paco's big ass was like, scoop. Yeah. Well, I guess... Are you ready to move on? Okay. Well, I think it's really funny. So we talked about Peter. Yes. And I talked about how my husband would interpret Peter. Uh-huh. So we have to talk about Tommy Lee. Tommy That's how Lee. we're going to, you know, sashay so, into this one. 
Tommy Lee is too old for anybody to be taking a walk on the wild side with him. Oh my god, I'm so sick of his ass. I'm so sick of him. So, if you live under a rock and you don't have any social media at all, and all you hear is this podcast, let me introduce you to the fact that he oopsed his penis. It literally says oops. And it's Was a it picture like of him. Was it full penis? Oh yeah. Full penis. I mean, it, it's old and it's probably disease ridden, but it's still a very nice member. It's just, you know what, I guess because I look at him and I think of how filthy he is. I don't see where he's filthy. He is filthy. I mean, that dick has pro- is probably up there with Wilt Chamberlain. It's probably had 3,000 vaginas on it. And you know, goddamn well, he's up there with Charlie Sheen. As far and, as I'm concerned, he's, he's the prob- same. And he probably is, thing. but you know, he was from a different generation, just like Charlie Sheen. So what? The 80s gave us AIDS. And this motherfucker was like, on the wild side. Duh, duh, duh. Like, yeah, and Mr. Feel Good, fucking feel good, everybody on his penis. Like, that's all he ever did. It should have a biohazard okay. sign on it. I don't know. Like, I my aunt know. disagrees. My aunt, my aunt says still to this day, she would hop on it. I said, you better not, because you're going to have fucking hep C. Yeah. Fuck she yeah, texted Kate. me, and then Kate was yeah, like, Kate. yes. She didn't tell me not to talk about the podcast, but she was like, um, no, anybody that grew up in the 80s and loved that music would hop on that, and, um, yeah, and I'm like, ew, no. I'm like, not to mention, he's in his, like, 60s, I think, at this point. Look. Like, what the fuck? Why are you still oopsing your fucking dick? Like, okay, Johnny fine, Depp old man. It is late 50s, and I would hop on that. Yeah, but Johnny Depp doesn't have, like, this reputation for having hep C. Okay, so, okay. here's the thing. I would not hop on Johnny Depp. I, I think he's toxic too, but whatever. I would not hump Tommy Lee. I would not. <laughs> I feel like you're getting ready to do like a um uh what is it? Um I would not hump a thing. I would not hump a there. I would not hump him anywhere. I, would, I feel like you're I doing would not this. allow Tommy Lee to enter my lady cave. <laughs> but you know what? You from you told people you have a shallow vagina. His fucking penis wouldn't even fit all the way into your probably, lady cave anyway. Probably not. It's like a foot long. Right. It's it's more like a lady divot. But <laughs> Tommy Lee, to see his penis, didn't upset me. It did, did you see? I because mean, his body still, still looks a little young. beautiful man. Well, his face is starting to look a little like it's it, age. He, he did a lot of drugs, Danielle. Well, I understand that, but I'm just saying he's starting to look his age, so let me get this straight. So in 20 more years, when he's got a fucking walker, is he going to go whoops and throw it out on top of his walker and be like, oh, did it get old? You know what I mean? I mean, it depends what and nursing the 50, home. And then, like, the nursing home ladies are all, like, losing their, like, just mouth, like, just people's fake teeth just falling out. Look, oh, my God. He oops again, Myrtle. I don't. <laughs> First of all, nobody from the 80s is named Myrtle. I don't fucking know, Jen. There's they're lots all, of Jens. They're all Stephanie's and Tiffany's. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh my God, Tiffany, did you see that again? No, but I just saw your all your dentures fall out of your mouth. I seen that. Right. So Tommy Lee and Vince Neal and all of them should really open their own nursing home and call it Grands, Grands, Grands. <laughs> like Girls, Girls, Girls. <laughs> Grands, Grands. Oh my god! I feel like we could do merch, and it could be like take it a, could look like showgirls, but it's like the Golden Girls. Take it's a, like Grants, Grants, Take a Walker on the Wild Side. <laughs> he would need to have like a side cart for it. I think I don't know. Home, all old folks home. <laughs> like for hoops, we hope. 
Yes. <laughs> I feel like Molly Crew should open. There should be a place. I would pay for Lori to go there. Oh, Lori would definitely go there. There, the when it comes to Motley Crue, though, mm-hmm. you can't tell Lori to this to this day. Lori will tell you that Nikki Six is the sexiest man of, alive mm-hmm. for Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. She that's a hill she will die on. Right. But I feel like there should be a place for our generation to go, where it is like eighties theme and eighties hair bands and things like that, and it should be like a place where you can die of that. Where you can die surrounded by things of the greatest times of your life. <laughs> the headbanger ball. Remember like, that? Like, could you imagine? The medline is going to be off the hook. The medline. <laughs> they don't come with quaaludes. Right. They'll be like, sir. And whatever else was Sir, would you, like, would you like to take your pill orally or do you want us to cut it up so you can snort, snort it? Snort it. <laughs> Welcome back to 1985. <laughs> And the Sunset Strip is, like, where the rec center is, where you do all your, like, crocheting. It'll look like the Sunset Strip. Meanwhile, Keith Richards lives there, and he's 187,000 years old. (laughs) He's the director. Right. He's (laughs) He's the director. He makes sure everybody gets what they need to have. Yeah, like, when they're walking into the, the, like... I don't know, the rec room, it looks like the doors to the Viper room, like back in the day. Right. Yeah. And they're like, here you go, it's four o'clock, we walk by, we see the Tommy Lee peep show. Look, <laughs> there's Tommy Lee's fit. Let's go get some Dunkaroos and some freaking square-ass pizza like you got from school in the 80s. Yeah, there you go. Like, school lunches would be hot as fire. <laughs> It'd be all the hot. I want to go there. I, I've got an idea. I know, it actually sounds pretty amazing Excuse the way you're me. lining it up for me. Anybody who is rich and has money to burn, I have an idea. Oh, oh my God. I want to open an 80s fucking nursing home. I do. I think it's a brilliant idea. I'm fucking, it kind of is a brilliant idea. I'm fucking brilliant. I don't know. Well, I made a whole video about it, and I was like, I really feel like at this point he needs to put his dick away. I think it's yeah. just time. He needs yeah. to put it away. But because it's pop culture at this point, because God forbid, nobody talks about it anymore until now, all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh my God, there it is again. It's brought back out. So it's like once their, their videos were released, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, everybody knew that he had like a really gigantic penis. He does. So, I mean, he was steering a fucking boat with it. Well, it's like, well, it's like he, he was steering the oh boat God, with he really his did. I know. Oh my God. That's so funny. But like after that, it's become part of pop culture. Right. You know, so it's like, it's just sort of this thing. It's, it's almost got its own like theme. Like I'm surprised it doesn't have its own Instagram account or TikTok account at this point. Tommy it. Lee's dick. Yeah. And so I'm just like, you know, no, he it's dress it in little hats. I know, but I'm like, no more, no more, ladies, no, nobody's hopping on it anymore, no. But if you really want to see it, like, maybe you go in, like, the Hollywood buses where you come into town, and they give you, like, the little map of the Hollywood stars' homes, Yo, and you get on the bus, and then you just drive past his mansion, he comes out, he shakes it for you, and then you take pictures and stuff, but that's, like, as close as you get to it. You just stay on the bus and look at it, he comes out in the front door, and you pass on the Hollywood stars' bus. I think that's kind of, like, where things should be at this point. A map of the dicks. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it should be stars home, stars home, stars homes, Tommy Lee's dick, stars home, stars home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like everybody would get on that bus. I mean, just think about it. He would make a ton of money. You'd give him a kickback. And then that's how he can create his 80s themes, like, you I know, 55 and older active community. I want him to get those little hands that you can buy that you see people on TikTok with, the little hands. 
and I want him to put them on his dick, and I want to high-five his dick. <laughs> well, as long as it's not touching his pee-pee, because, I don't know, good, something might get on you with it. Good on you, Tommy. I don't know. hand sanitizer. I'm not I'm put, just saying. I'm not putting it in, in my mouth. Speaking of money, I have something here. Oh, wow, okay. All right, look, so I broke my phone. A lot of my shit is gone. Um, so it's been a while. I know. I was out for like two weeks. It just blew through my house. So now we're finally getting back to things and they're probably a little old. So bear with us. It's been a while for a World News Daily Report where the facts don't matter. (laughs) Okay. So a lottery winner shows up naked for his work shift at Walmart's store with boss's faces tattooed on his ass. Oh my God. A Walmart employee from Cincinnati found a fairly unusual way to leave his job after winning 13... Point two million at the lottery. Showing up entirely naked for work with the store manager's face tattooed on his butt. Oh, my word. 47-year-old Jerry Smith won $13,215,720. Oh, jeez. They went all the way out. They did the whole thing. <laughs> at, the, at the Powerball Lottery. At and the Powerball Lottery. At an, an event that visibly changed his perception of his job at Walmart. <laughs> After 17 years at Walmart, without any incident. Oh, hold on, what was his name? Yep, Jerry. After 17 years at Walmart, without any incident, he was involved in several heated arguments with his superior over the last last week and was suspended from work for two days for disciplinary reasons. This morning, he pushed the confrontations a step further, showing up to work completely naked and bearing a tattoo of the store's manager's face on his butt cheek. According to his co-worker, Karen Miller, of course. Karen Miller. Oh, my God. He witnessed everything. Mr. Smith arrived at work totally naked and kept cussing and yelling obscenities for 45 minutes until he was finally arrested. Mrs. Miller claims he defecated on the manager's desk and caused mayhem for more than a half an hour before he was arrested and escorted out of the store by police. I get it that he won the lottery and chose to quit, but he didn't have to act like such a jerk and traumatize 100 customers by running around naked, screaming like a maniac. Mr. Smith was arrested and fought and fought. <laughs> And filed with 113, 113 criminal charges. 113. Including 111 charges of indecent exposure as well as pub- public intoxication and vandalism, causing more than $2,500 in damage. I, if found guilty of all charges, he faces up to 67 years imprisonment. Oh, wow. And a fine up to $765,000. I he love was, it. He was... Also, obviously, fired from his job at Walmart for other disciplinary reasons. I don't think here's he wanted thing. to keep his job at Walmart. Right. Um. Here's <laughs> the thing. He, he could afford $765,000. Like, it's in the bank. Oh, my God. I fucking love World News Daily Report. <sighs> my God. We haven't done one of those in a long time. Let's see. Oh, my God. Why do they always have to go so far out, though? Like, 113 charges, blah, 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 blah. Um, oh, the other thing that happened that I want to make sure we talk about, Kevin Federline. Oh, that fucker. He comes out from under the under the rock that Brittany paid for, and he decides that he's going to do some sort of, like, tell-all interview, blah, 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 right? Right. Well, and I guess since then, Brittany had sort of was speaking out, basically saying that when she was visiting with her sons, um... 
They were being typical teenage assholes. Well, I don't know that they were being typical teenage assholes. I kind of question that there's some parent alienation happening um, with all that. And I have my reasons why, and I'm going to get to that. But Kevin was saying before, like, the kids have chosen not to be with their mother. Like, that's what he was saying as part of the interview he was going to do. They have chosen not to be around their mother for now. Um, They didn't really like some of the things that she was doing. They didn't like the naked posts and things like that. Which, you know, if you listen to our podcast, you know, we kind of agree with. We're kind of like, whoa, man, she lost that conservatorship and lost her fucking mind. I feel like Brittany is crazy. Oh, I think she's definitely fried. I think she's like, it's almost like. The damage is done. Yeah. Like, it's almost like, have you ever met one of those people that actually did undergo, like, getting zapped? She kind of reminds me of that. Like, there's just something off about her. Like, I don't I don't even know that it's necessarily she's bipolar, but she just seems like she's one of those people that's done a lot, a lot of drugs in their life. Mm-hmm. And now they're, like, one marble a little short. Right. Or something. You know what I mean? And I don't say that to I be mean. mean. I'm trying to figure her, out how to explain it. They've been popping her full of anti-anxiety and antidepressants and everything since she was 16. Well, she's had so much trauma. And she's had a shit ton of trauma. A like, ton of trauma. Which would absolutely, understandably lead to some of the things that we're seeing. But if you don't know that she's been through trauma, you don't know all the things they put her through. You don't know all the drugs they put her on, which probably did do a lot of those things to her. But immediately when that conservatorship was over, she started doing some squirrely shit. Like, she was doing a lot of the naked videos. Remember we were talking about, she had, like, the little flower on her ass and, like, she was squeezing her boobs together and all this stuff. And we were just like, oh, shit, well, maybe the conservatorship was better for her because, whoa, like... right. She's kind of lost her shit. And then everybody was like, leave Brittany alone. She can do whatever she wants. But then, you know, she got married. The sons weren't there and all that stuff. And as soon as you see that, like, to me, something is amiss. Something's wrong there. You know what I mean? Something's wrong. So anyway, he's saying he's going to give this interview. And then he starts saying, well, the boys have chosen not to be around their mother for a little while, blah, blah, blah. Well, then Brittany says, well, when they were coming over, they were being spiteful and hateful. And they would just go in their room. They were disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. Like, she just was saying, you know. And then, like, there was times when she, I guess she was on supervised visits because she even said, I had to have a monitor. So, I guess part of some of the things, because of her behavior, she had to have supervised visits with a monitor. And um, she was like, if I had done anything so wrong, the monitor would have said something. Which is very true. Right. The monitor would have. The monitor's there not to kiss our ass. They're there to ensure the welfare of these children when they're around her. So, anyway, so she, she makes these comments. Well, then Kevin's like, you know what? I feel like as a family, that's what he says, as a family, we've decided to put out these videos, right? To show the, what the kids really go through. I'm tired of her lies. I'm tired of her bullshit. This is what he's saying, right? About So, he puts this fucking video out. A number, the first video comes out, and I see it as part of the TMZ thing when I wake up in the morning. And I listen to it, <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck? I don't know what to do with you. Blah, blah, blah. You're going through puberty. You're acting crazy. Da, 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 da. Well, one of her sons was in Alaska, took his shoes off, and he's in a candy shop, and she's like, put your fucking shoes on. He gives her a bunch of shit, so she takes his phone away. So now he's all pissed off that she's taking his phone away. So then they're in the car, presumably with this monitor at this point, whoever's driving her. She's not driving. And um, it's kind of dark, and it's nighttime, and, and the other kid is, like, recording this interaction between the two boys and her. And they're being assholes. They're being fucking assholes to right. her. You took my phone away. You should have done that. Blah, blah. I mean, really kind of giving it to her. So she's like giving it back. Like, you're going to give me the respect I deserve. Blah, blah. Like that kind of talk, right? I can't remember exactly what she said. But she was like, you know, I can't handle your bullshit. Like, I'm not going to handle this. So Kevin puts that out. And I'm like, okay, 
it scares me, first of all, that this man felt like this video was showing that she, like, abused them or wasn't good to them or whatever. So in my mind, I'm like, that's already a red flag because you wouldn't put something out like that because these kids look like fucking assholes. Right. And you look like a terrible fucking co-parent because a fucking good co-parent would have been like, you know what, motherfucker, you should put your fucking shoes on. You don't talk to your fucking mother like that. And who the fuck are you to record her and then come, you know, like, what, bring it to me yeah, or something? That's Maybe you need to be grounded in my fucking house, too. That That's the thing. Most of these people, he's not, Kevin Federline needs to be relevant because how old are Brittany's kids now? Oh, they're older. I know that. But these specific videos, this is how dummy is. Right. These videos from when they were like 11 and 12. So at 11 and 12, they were treating her like bullshit. And Kevin Federline thought this was okay. So immediately, to me, it's like, he thought this was okay, which tells me that he backs up this bad fucking behavior, which alienates those kids from their mother. Because that is such a fucking straight lack of respect. You know what I mean? That these kids were given their mother, and she had every right. Well, then the next one is, I guess she came in their room or whatever at, like, midnight or something to put lotion on the one kid's face, and he didn't want it on her face, and she's like, oh, you're going to put fucking lotion on your face. Um, moms do that shit all the fucking time. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've half fallen asleep and then remembered I have to give my kid medicine or whatever it might be. And I had to get up and go in there and be like, hey, wait, before you go to bed, you need blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so they're 15 and 16 years old. So he's got about three more years. And he's going to be SOL on that fucking payout. He gets 30000 a kid per month. So $60,000 plus, I'm sure, anything else he needs for those kids. He is making, what, almost a million a year, uh-huh. all right, to take care of these fucking kids. So it's in his interest to keep them unhappy with their mother, right? And then only that, but she said at first she was only getting, like, two days a week with them, and she wanted three, and he just wouldn't get back to her because he had sole custody of the kids because she lost her mind. You know what I mean? She had her little moment where she, like, lost her mind and was on a conservatorship. So I'm like, you know, and he's like, well, this is what these kids go through and all this shit. I am so fucking thankful because there's times when I go and I listen and I look at the comment section and I see like a mix of people and you're like, dude, no, 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 no. This guy's fat out fucking wrong. And I'm telling you, he's doing something with these kids. These two, like him and that stepmother are making all kinds of, they're doing a lot against her. For those kids that treat their mother like that and think that's okay, and then right. to bring shit out from when they were 11 and 12, like, go fuck yourself. You better bring out a whole lot more than that Kevin fucking Federline. So, KFED yeah. <laughs> received $1.3 million from Britney Spears in the, the settlement when he got the kids. <coughs> um, God, sorry, she, guys. I don't mean to keep coughing on you. So, that... They had a prenup, but apparently that didn't matter. She still had to pay him $1.3 million, which really is like a drop in the bucket for her. Yeah. Um, and Brittany also had to pay for KFED's $250,000 lawyer fees. Mm. The site also reports that KFED receives $20,000 per month in child support. Oh, I saw it was 30000 in the one thing. For his and Brittany's two sons. So... $240,000 a month, a year? No, it's it's per child. It's actually per child because they they posted it. During when he did all this bullshit, they posted it. And it's $30,000 per kid per month. That's what I read. I mean, I could be wrong. I could double check it. But I was reading that he gets $30,000 a month. TMZ put it out. What the shit? Mm-hmm. 30000 a kid a month. That's... 
$60,000. Jesus fucking A Christ. month. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I totally got knocked up by the wrong type of man. Well, and I'm just thinking, I'm like, it upsets me because it's like, here it is. She's finally <laughs> out, right? And I'm understanding that, you know, maybe she's not. I don't know, she's got all this trauma. She's working through some of those things. And she actually did talk about it. She did talk about, like, she's got lots and lots and lots of trauma to work through. And she's like, you know what? I cannot, at this point, deal with the kid shit right now. I'm not going to. Like, I have other things I have to deal with. This is the choice that they've made for themselves, you know, at this point. And I have to just respect that that's what they've done. Right, and they're 15 and they're 16 years old. Mm -hmm. And then in three years when they're 18 and they're not getting that money from mommy anymore and they have to go out and then they need mommy because daddy doesn't have the money anymore. Well, I'm wondering, what are they going to do? They're going to come back. Like, really? What are they going to do? They're going to come running back to their mommy and act like mommy is the best thing ever because mommy's the one with the pay. Well, I'm wondering, it's like, it kind of makes you wonder. Are they around people that are allowing them, or not allowing them, but advising them correctly with that money? Because no matter what you tell me, no kid needs $60,000 a month. Right. Between the two of them. Like, even if that's wrong, even if it's $20,000 a month, it's a lot of fucking money. I know it's more than that. It can't just be 200 some thousand dollars a year. It's got to be more than that. But even so, no kid fucking needs that, regardless. Nope. They don't need it. So I'm like... Is he putting it away? Do they have college? Oh. I'm assuming she's got college First funds set up for them somewhere else. When they broke up, Kevin Federline was a bitter, bitter motherfucker. He did not want to let go of his cash cow. Mm. That was probably a good bit of Jamie Spears. It was probably a good bit of Britney's dad. Somebody said that they wanted to get, um, who was that girl he dated after that? Black girl, I can't remember her name. Remember what I'm talking about? There was another girl he ended up with, and she had a baby with him, too. And then he ended up marrying this Victoria woman, this Victoria Prince. I guess she was kind of like a, um, she was volleyball or something like that, or baseball or some shit. She was one of those, and now they're married, and they live in, like, some mansion. And I'm like, you know damn well neither one of them have any money. You know what I mean? So you know she's paying for it. And then Brittany moved down the street from them. Like, she's not far from them. She's, like, right down the street from them. And she doesn't see her kids, and I'm just like... Dude, man, K-Fed. Oh, and she also said she can guarantee there was a lot of fucking weed over in that house. Like, freely open weed that they just smoke weed all the time. Probably. Over there. So, she had put it that out, and I just thought, God, that's such a fucking shame. Like, I hope to God that's not the case, but it kind of seems like it to me just based on the fact that he really posted that shit thinking everybody was going to be on his side. And nobody is on his fucking side right now. Nobody. Everybody that I looked at... And, like, all the comments are all like, are you kidding me? That's, like, a normal conversation for a mom. That's a mom losing her shit on her kids because she has fucking had enough of their fucking bullshit. And I don't know. It's just, it's very sad to me if that's the case because they're the ones that are going to be missing out on having a relationship with their mom. You know what I mean? And you know what? That's on them. And it's it's probably got a lot to do with Kevin Federline. It's probably got enough to Kevin Federline's baby mamas all agree that he's a wonderful dad. Oh, wait, here it is. Oh, let me tell you what she wrote. Here you go. Ready? Mm-hmm. This is what she wrote in response to this. This was on August 7th. I'm surprised she didn't take it down yet. <coughs> she said, in addition to what I said on my story, as their stepmom says, whatever is happening outside this home has nothing to do with this home. I would like to share the door to outside is a token to the white gates I've been kept from for 15 <coughs> years. The conservatorship has only been over for eight months. Being able to have cash from the outside world for the first time is extremely enlightening. Are we equal now? As in equal re- equality? It's even equality? 
Reminder that the trauma and insults that come with fame in this business not only affect me, but my children as well. I'm only human and I've done my best. I honestly would like to share my two cents. I daringly would like for the Federlines to watch the Big Booty video. Other artists have made much worse when their children were extremely young. During my conservatorship, I was controlled and monitored for nearly 15 years. I needed permission just to take Tylenol. I should embark on doing way more than going topless on the beach like a baby. I'm not surprised that just as my family did their share of interviews, they will too. I'm not surprised at all with their behavior and their approach to what I've had to deal with. She said something else about her kids, though, where um, she said that they were spiteful. Char Jackson. That's her name. People were saying, we need to, we need Char Jackson to show up and give her opinion. Like, what's happening with um, K-Fed and those kids? Apparently, they all think he's a great dad. Who? That's what that article just said. K-Fed's mo- baby mom say he's a great dad. Um, I mean, he might until this stuff goes on. You know, instead of, like, working through things with his children, you know, he alienates them away from her mother. But the one thing I do find interesting, though, is that she's definitely naked a lot. She is very naked all the time. She's very naked all the fucking time. And then, you know, she is going through something. Like, she finally got married and she was happy. She was pregnant and then she lost that baby. Like, Brittany's going through some shit right now. Yeah, I mean, it's just... I think it's just everybody just needs to offer certain people grace. Like, a little bit of grace. Yeah, but that's not how things roll. We we live in a time where that's not how that is. Well, I mean, she really does, like, post a lot of fucking naked pictures of herself. Speaking of uh, people being squirrely. Mm -hmm. I got something! Oh my god, I'm ready to hear this one. Okay, go ahead. I'm ready. So, Alabama was like, we're to hold my beer. I know. Oh my god, this is so funny. Alabama man who allegedly fed his attack squirrel meth faces new charges. Oh my god. Livestone County, an Alabama man, uh, Livestone County, Alabama, an Alabama man who was arrested in 2019 for allegedly keeping and training an attack squirrel by giving it methamphetamine (laughs) now faces new charges. And I want to say this is fake, but it's not. I know. Oh my god, this is so this is so crazy to me. So Mickey Pollock, thirty nine, was it origi- was originally arrested in twenty nineteen and charged with possession of a wild animal, stolen property, and possession of a weapon by a felon. Police allege Polk gave the squirrel, which he named These Nuts. <laughs> Shut up. Meth. <laughs> Meth. So it would be more aggressive and attack intruders. The squirrel g- gained national fame. And when articles about Polk's arrest first surfaced, officials, oh, officers reportedly encountered the squirrel during a raid at Polk's residence, speaking that the to the Associated Press that uh, Polk claims to have had the squirrel since it was a baby and would never give it meth. Oh my God! Polk's trial was reportedly set to start on January twenty fourth, but it had been postponed to February twenty eighth. Polk will also be facing additional charges later, according to court records. Paul's trial was delayed until February due to his attorney not being present in court. Arrested again on December 23rd, Pollock's additional charges include trafficking methamphetamine and chemical endangerment of a child. <gasps> of a child. Oh my along God. with some other weapon and drugs, according to Alabama's media group. And that's the end of it. You know what, sir? I hope these nuts attacked you. And <laughs> like, now you're just like around with like kids 
I don't understand. Look, why look at this do guy. Crazy he looks shit they do. Oh yeah. He gives skeevy vibes. I think it's interesting that he's trying to deny that he does it. I don't give that squirrel meth. <laughs> but wait, well, so why do they think he did give them meth? I guess I'm a little confused now then. Um, because the the freaking uh, hold on. I mean, where are they? I mean, how is it proof that he actually did give this world meth, I guess? <laughs> is what I'm trying to figure out. Let's see if there's a better... Um, okay. Here's a better one with a better picture of his skeevy ass. Oh, okay. Um, he had denied allegations that he fed meth to attack squirrel as his home will reportedly face additional charges. Um... He was scheduled to appear, blah, blah, blah. But said there was no safe way to test the animal, the report said. Um, so what are they Limestone County is? deputies said that they were told that Polk fed the, they were told that Polk fed the animal meth, but said there were no safe ways to test the animal because he was like insane. You couldn't even get close to it. So they had to. They killed it? Yeah. They killed the squirrel? Yeah. No. Are you fucking kidding me? They killed the squirrel? Let's ask Google what happened to these nuts to the squirrel. <laughs> what happened? These nuts. <laughs> you were I can't believe this is what we've been lower to. This is our life right now. This is so funny. Right? These nuts. The squirrel. Okay. Did she find it? <laughs> oh my god. These nests of squirrel is on the run. Oh my god. <laughs> so we don't actually know. No, I don't think they... Um... It's not in there. The fugitive, fugitive owner of a tax squirrel says I miss him hard. Oh. I did not make an attack fucking squirrel. <laughs> Mickey Polk has been booked into jail for more than two dozen times. He currently is on the run from the police who plans to arrest him on drug and weapon possession charges as soon as they catch up to him. But that doesn't mean he isn't responsible squirrel owner. He says, my squirrel is baby beyond anything anyone could imagine. The 35-year-old fugitive told the Washington Post in the phone call for an undisclosed location early Thursday morning. It's very, it's, he's got a very good life. Polk and his unusual pet have been in the spotlight since Monday when authorities in Limestone County accused him of keeping an attack squirrel in a cage and feeding it methamphetamine so it would stay aggressive. The story made national headlines, and he insists that he raised the squirrel as if it was his own child, bottle-feeding it every few hours and keeping it warm with a heating pad when it was first born. And allegations to the contrary are slander. He doesn't even like when people smoke around his pen, so squirrels have delicate sense of smell. I kind of believe this guy didn't give a squirrel. I know. Back. I'm kind of wondering now. I'm like, it, it takes is, a little bit of the sting off. The squirrel is not on meth. He insisted. I honestly think that it would actually kill it. Hulk and the squirrel, who he named D's Nuts, <laughs> have had a wild couple of days, according to the Decatur Police Narcotics Officer from Limestone County. Officers were tipped off about the squirrel during a drug investigation and showed up with a search warrant on Monday. They seized an unspecified quantity of methamphetamine drug paraphernalia ammunition and body armor from the apartment and confiscated the squirrel 
Polk wasn't there, but another man who was present was arrested and charged with possession and controlled substance. Um, so now, I guess they just, they, they got this, we've got squirrels on meth. Welcome to the South, man, our neighbor told the way. Oh my God. We've got squirrels on meth. In fact, the Daily, the Daily reported it's impossible to confirm the animal's alleged meth use. Officers didn't find any drugs in his cage and there was no way to safely test the squirrel for meth. But because it's illegal to keep a squirrel as a pet in Alabama, they couldn't just leave him there. Since the creature seemed healthy and wasn't emaciated, people really, police released him in a wooded area. Oh, okay. Well, at least he didn't kill him. But he's not... He's domesticated. He's probably dead now. I don't know if he's an attack squirrel. He probably attacked them and ate them. I don't I think... I don't know where, where all of a sudden did they just come up with the idea that he's on meth? Did somebody just pull this out of their asshole? Somebody probably said something... Like one of his little methy, he probably got turned in by somebody though he could he wasn't fronting meth to no more. That he what was that he wasn't front, fronting the meth to anymore. He probably he owed money and mm. he was like, no, you can't have no more meth. Well, and I want to. But I feel like the squirrel was wrongly taken from him. I feel like he loved a squirrel. I think he loved a squirrel too. Man, I'm sorry, Mister Falk. Well, these nuts maybe will be all right. I'm sorry they <laughs> took these nuts from you. I know you miss him hard. I know, right? Oh my god. Well, um, I don't even know where to go from here. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, well, getting ready to wrap things up, there's two movies, or two things that I want to talk about. So, Wednesday's coming out on Netflix. It's The Addams Family. Mm-hmm. So, I thought that looked pretty interesting. And I don't know who's going to be Uncle Fester. It doesn't actually say who's going to do that just yet. But I'm like, okay, so they're going to be doing yet another thing of that. Catherine Zeta-Jones is going to be the mom. Morticia. Morticia. And she looks amazeballs in it anyway. And I don't know who the rest of the people are. I mean, I've seen them. I'm not sure. But the most fascinating thing to me is they're going to be redoing Roadhouse. Look. And Conor McGregor is going to be in it. I'm like, how? First of all, Conor McGregor, I hope he can act. I hope he can act. Because that is one of my all-time favorite movies. Roadhouse. I'm wondering if Conor McGregor is going to be the Patrick Swayze or if it's going to be Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know. The thing is... Okay, thank you. One of the main movie quotes like that's said throughout the whole entire movie every time somebody meets Patrick Swayze who plays Dawson mm-hmm. or Dalton. I'm sorry, Dalton, mm-hmm. is, huh, I thought you'd be bigger. Yeah. So, but Conor, Conor McGregor is a big guy. Um, is I he think short? he's short. I think he kind of looks a little short. I don't know, though, to be honest with you. I don't know, but if they fuck this shit up, I am like, quit fucking up good things. Quit taking shit and being like, let's remake that. Do you do you not have any ideas? I don't know because why they have to redo Roadhouse, though. I like, have the ideas. Halloween. I have a, did you hear about my nursing home idea? We, that'd be one fucking hell of a sitcom. <laughs> that's new. That's a new idea. That's awesome. Right. It's amazing. Um, and then real quick before we go, Will Smith came out with his apology. And I know that you and I had talked about things before and we were like, look, Will Smith is beloved. Okay. He's yes. beloved and everybody loves him. And he just needs to sort of say sorry. He needs to right. go on a, a sorry a campaign. And then everybody's going to forgive him because he's Will Smith. He doesn't really fuck up in Hollywood. He is loved. He does motivational he things. He doesn't even cuss in his music. I mean, he's the just dirtiest a, thing he's, he's ever like said was, "You saw my blinker, bitch." 
You saw my blinker, bitch. That remember that show, that song? You saw my blinker, bitch. That was no. Will Smith. I don't remember that. Wait, that's the dirtiest he's ever been. Bitch is the worst cuss word he's ever said in his whole entire rap career. Well, I just, I'm really excited that he finally came out with something. I do think it was like, it took him months. And I understand he had to go be with his guru and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like that was a little, he got a little ment- much. He got help for his mental health, which was straining. Um, He's under a lot of pressure. He was under a lot of pressures at the Oscars. He was getting ready to, like, like him winning that Oscar was a big deal for the black community. And they let him all know that. Um, mm-hmm. He was under a lot of pressure. He's always been under a lot of pressure. Be the good boy. Be the good boy. Be the good boy. Once the good boy snaps, then it's, oh, fuck, well, fuck him. Not us. No, you know what? To be honest with you, I think some people did. But the overall arching majority were like, look, we love him. We don't know what the fuck happened. But we, he's going to make it right. Just stand by. Right. And he did. It took right. him a little while, but he came out and he did his, it was like a three minute long video or six minute long video. I think it was something like that. Right. And um, he actually did answer a couple questions and he did not make any excuses. He accepted everything. He made his apologies. Um, he reached out to Chris Rock's camp. They, he, Chris Rock is like, hey, fuck off, dude. I'm not ready. But he apologized to Chris Rock's um, mother. Mm-hmm. He apologized to Chris Rock's brother. What I think his name's Tony. Mm-hmm. Because he was like, dude, you know, we used to be boys, and I don't think that's right. going to be able to be repaired after no, what I've done. because Chris Rock's brother was like, I'm going to punch Will in the face next time I fucking see him. It's dead. She, he was like, it is on sight. Right. No, and I get and I get why. But, I mean, he also said, you know, look, I was friends with him, and I don't think that's going to, that's that relationship won't be repaired. And I apologize to the other people that were there to get their awards, you know, that kind of right. stuff. Like, so I, I enjoyed what he said. Um I enjoyed it from the standpoint of that he took responsibility for his actions. He didn't blame anybody else. He oh. didn't make any bones or bullshit about anything. He did what I wanted him to do and what I was hoping him to do. And I'm just hoping that in time things are going to be all right with him. You know, this is what we wanted. If anybody deserves a second shot, it's Will Smith, as far as I'm concerned. You know, and I can be very critical and hard on people a lot, especially when they don't take responsibility, but I think he did a good job. And so hopefully everybody will, too. So in the meantime, take us home, Jimmy. If y'all have any new, fresh ideas about movies so these people can quit fucking up classics, write <laughs> us in at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. Also, if you've fed a squirrel meth before and you know the results of that, let us know. Send a video. I'm interested. Um... <laughs> She was like, oh my god, where am I? I blinked and I lost my place in life. You can find us uh, on um, Facebook on and you can find us on TikTok. You can also find us on all the major platforms where you listen to podcasts because <coughs> we have, but we have something that not all podcasts have. Danielle, what do we we have a radio show. That is right. Somebody thought it would be a great idea to put us on the radio. So you can find us every Friday morning at 10 a.m. on the Voice of Buzz and Valley Radio up there in New York. And if you miss it, that's okay. They replace again on Saturdays at 7. And if you miss that, that's okay because I upload all our shows to our SoundCloud account. And you can usually find them there every Sunday by 11 o'clock. Um, but in the meantime, catch us next week. It's a brand new episode today. We missed it. Two weeks. Yeah. I know Louie at the radio station was like, oh, wow. Okay. We'll feel better. What would you like me to do? You want me to just rerun some other stuff? I said, yeah, just do a eeny, meeny, money, mo. You got like four seasons, dude. Make it happen. Right. <laughs> I was like, you can pick one of anything. Whatever was good for you. So um, in the meantime, we'll see you guys next week. Be good people. Bye. That's all, folks. That's right. <laughs>